This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns Podcast. I am Sean and with me is Jake. And Jake today has something that he is working out. He has something he's going to try, and I can't wait to hear it. Well, I, I have a I have something new I'm going to try and teach myself. I don't know that it's going to work out the way that I'm hoping it is, but somebody kind of gave me an idea last night. Um, I was uh, talking to a uh, a police officer, um, one of the higher ups. So he's he's about, probably about ten years older than we are. Sure. Uh, really, really, really nice guy. Somebody I know's husband. Uh, and we were talking about guns. And I was telling him, you know, that I carry the 365 SAS. The reason why I like the SAS is because that site that everybody else uh, seems to hate, I love. And I, we started talking about the problems with vision as you get older. Sure. And, and shooting. And obviously this guy's older than I am. His vision issues are worse than mine because I was talking to him about like progressive lenses and trying to shoot. And he's like, oh, that's just the fucking worst. <laughs> it's just um, the worst. And, and, he said, and he actually said something to me that I never, ever, ever would have considered. He said, stop using the sights. <laughs> I, I, I went, well, excuse me? What? He said, I went, what? He said, turn and goes, yeah. He goes, that's actually what I do. He goes, now, first of all, obviously, I've been shooting longer than you have. Uh, but, you know, and he says, and also in my lifetime, I've been in four gunfights. And I will tell you that in a gunfight, if you're using the sights, you're too fucking slow. Um, <laughs> he goes, so in the process of all of this, we were trying out new new guns uh, and do uh, sights for different firearms and going through a 25-yard course. And he sits there and goes, and one of the times when they were pulling sights off of me, he goes, I grabbed one of them with no sights and went through the course and realized that I shot better, better when I realized there was no sights to look at in the first place. Well, I have news for you, my friend. Um, shotguns, very similar. When stuff is moving, and that's why I've always been kind of crappy at, at target shooting it's just like i'm i'm more of a grip it and rip it type of dude apparently and you know with clays everything's moving the guns moving the the clays moving you have a certain amount of time and you just you just gotta line it up and kind of get get going and it all happens in like two seconds uh from from the time you see the burr you know the clay to the time you realize you hit or missed is is very very compressed. Well, I mean, I I have obviously not been skeet shooting or clay shooting anywhere near the amount that you have. But at the couple of times that I've gone, what I usually found was um, it took me like three or four clays to kind of find where the sweet spot over the the um, barrel was, and just knew that the moment I got that into the sweet spot, just pull the trigger. And, you know, so is that right or wrong? I have no frigging clue. Well, I know if you it hit it, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit it, it's right. It's fine. Um, so so actually, this will, basically what I'm going to do is see if I can teach myself how to shoot without actually, you know, looking by just pointing the gun versus using the actual sights. Now, this may be an absolute disaster. I have no clue. 
thought it was an interesting thought. Well, I have done point shooting, like fast point shooting. And that's kind of how I train out at the ranch. We'll get man-sized targets. It will, we'll practice turning and shooting. We'll practice uh, drawing and shooting. We'll, we'll practice, you know, offhand shooting. And by offhand, uh, offhand, I don't mean like holding it in your other hand. I mean just unsupported and, and quick. Uh, and, and we practice that a lot for pistols. It does help. It does help. Now, if you're shooting a lot of clays, you're having to move at that speed anyway. You know, shoulder the gun, find the target, move at speed, pull the trigger, you know, follow through, all those kind of things. And it all happens in a second or two, like I said. There, And then we'll move. And then we'll fire them over our head and wait for it to come out. You know, so it's, it's already dropping by the time you see it. The, and all of that kind of trains you to fire, point, and shoot. And fire at things in the move on the move very quickly, and for me it works. Now, like I said, I'm not particularly gifted at shooting. Uh, you know, I'm not winning any competitions, <laughs> but I can hit a freaking clay with a twenty or a twelve, and I can shoot a man-sized target at at house defense distances uh, pretty well. Now, uh, it's it's like I'm I'm not grouping my shots particularly, you know, great, but. It does work, and it's something you do have to train. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you're not going to be brilliant at it the first time, but I bet you you'll be better than you think. I oh, bet you, I, you will. Well, I, no, I, I didn't expect to pull out the firearm and be a genius. I mean, nothing's ever worked like that for me in my life. Ever. Yeah, I have no gun. So why would this be different? Yeah, gun fu <laughs> is not be different. Yeah, this it's it's for me. It's a learned skill. Uh, but it's it works much better for me than like uh, uh, the standard kind of you know long distance rifle shooting. Like my father loves long distance. Bona loves long distance rifle shooting. He does. Actually, I've I've never had any interest in doing anything more than fifty yards out. But then again, this whole idea and for me was the idea of self defense versus you know how quickly how how small can I make my groups? Is can I make the other person dead faster than me? Right. And and for me, I'd never had any interest in it either, you know, but suddenly you give me a secondhand, reasonably accurate 22 with a scope on it and I'm plinking crap at, at 75 and 100 yards and calling it, you know, like second can to the left, you know, uh, bullseye ring and, you know, and of course, scope, you're cheating. OK, <laughs> you're absolutely cheating with a scope. But, uh, you know, I've never been good at the at the whole, like, sniper thing where they're like, okay, you, sh you feel your heartbeat. And once you feel the heartbeat, then you're, ha you're going to have to pull the trigger, you know, hold your breath or breathe out and then pull the trigger at, at the point of rest. And, like, there's too much crap for me to think about. I can't get there from but, here. And they're, but they're also not talking about 100 yards. They're talking about shooting things at a mile out. Yeah, like half a mile, you know, and stuff like that. And they're not using a 22 either. They're using, you know, like a Remington 700 or a Barrett 50 or, you know, something big. Um, so I don't feel too bad. You know, I'm not Carlos Hathcock. I never will be. Uh, that's not like I'm not attempting to be. What I am trying to do is is learn to shoot different things. Uh and and rifles are new to me. I mean, they're they're not. I've I've shot other rifles and stuff like that. But shooting rifles, okay, you know, in the adequate range, is is new to me. 
so uh, that for me being able to do that and training with the the clays and the pistols and all that has has somehow helped my rifles uh you know my rifle shooting uh, but the the pistol stuff i i attribute 100% of the improvement there to tracking and lining up shots with clays i absolutely do in the last 3 or 4 years i probably i would say conservatively put about 4000 rounds into clays no no question about it like 1000 rounds a year no without any fear of doubt on that it makes a difference in, in all your shooting, but always practice like what it is you think you want to be doing. I just want to get better at all of it. You know, uh, I don't want there to be a system like one day I will, I've considered it once or twice. One day I will get an AK platform or an AR platform and see what I can do with it. I don't know, but I lean more towards an AK cause they're, I love the idea that they're, cheap and kind of utilitarian and you can <laughs> you can kind of do a lot to them and they're just kind of ugly but they work i i love that philosophy uh the the hyper fit in technology and mil spec of of an a ar platform is a little plus i get endless crap from bona uh is a little much <laughs> for me but i don't have any reason to have one there's other and if i was going to get something i'd probably get a mini 14 to be honest because i'd I like them better. They have a wood stock. They, you know, you can do some cool stuff with them. I would bet that you're better at it than you think. Ranges are actually in the process of start, starting to open back back up here. So I, we'll find out soon. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'll know. It is no issue. <laughs> well, I, I've been thoroughly enjoying... Um, you know, the girls starting to shoot and, and kind of re getting back into 22 lawn rifle. Uh, this, it has been a fun way to kind of get back into, to plinking. And, you know, cause I do a lot of clay shooting. That's mainly what yeah. I do. I haven't been plinking in fuck in 30 years, you know? Oh, and, and, and with extra shotguns around the house, I'm definitely going to have to hit some clays versus just targets. God, yes. Oh, it's so much fun. I cannot explain to you how much fun it is. Uh, we, uh, while we were out on Mother's Day, uh, we, this is the way it went. It went single shot 22s with the girls, uh, scoping in and, and sighting in our 22s. So my brother had one new 22 rifle. I had a scoped rifle that I needed to get done and, which was a lake field. And my father had the Browning, which had a new, uh, red dot on it. So we did that for a little while. Then my brother and his wife did Uber pistols, uh, for a long time. I, found, <laughs> I mean, the, my brother's a, a pistol shooter, right? And he's, that's his thing. He loves big freaking, you know, heavy barrel pistols, you know, big ones, 357, 44s, you know, all the, all the big ones. You know, I can't remember who the manufacturer is, but have you seen that somebody's putting out a uh, a, a, a revolver with a 16 inch barrel on it? Oh my God. He'll probably have it. I mean, he's, he's I mean, uh, he he loves that. And you know what? To each his own. But but a 16 inch barrel on a revolver that big, quite quite frankly, if you're gonna have to put a foregrip on the thing to, to be able to lift it and control it, oh, at least God, I know yeah. I would. 
Oh, I mean, it's huge. I mean, look, my brother saw at a show the other day, and he wished, I say the other day, it was a couple months ago when they still had gun shows here, although they should be opening up next month. But uh, he saw a, I think it was a forty five seventy revolver. Holy shit. Yeah. No, it is, it was huge. I mean, it was a big BFR. I'm like. Scott, I mean, it was it was a I think it was a Magnum Research. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, it was Desert Eagle, basically. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a forty five seventy pistol. Like, dude, what elephants are you trying to shoot with that? Like, what? <laughs> what do you need that for? Like, wh- why? You know, and uh, you know, and of course, he's like, for the same reason, you need all those damn shotguns. I'm like, fair play to you, sir. Yeah, okay. You know, but that thing has a 15-inch barrel, I think, or a 10-inch barrel. No, it's a 10-inch barrel, I think it had. I mean, huge. With a forty-five seventy. you know how much that'll kick? <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, well, we had a guy who came in who bought a, a standard average everyday 9mm pistol. I cannot remember exactly what it was, but in the process, he was talking about it being his first pistol, and how he was starting to plan on taking something with him when he went hiking out west, and he said he's so he was start so he's asking about a forty five, and I went, hey, you know, I said I'll be honest with you, have you considered a revolver? And he went, no, I hadn't even thought about a revolver. And I went, you're going to find if you know if you're talking about hiking, uh, a forty five is the right size bullet. You're you're there, but it's going a little slow. Uh, have you considered something like a forty four, uh, or you know, bigger? in a revolver and he went i guess if i'm talking about a bear that'll do a whole lot more you know and i'm yeah. like yes i'm like if you want to stay with a semi-auto you got to be looking at least 10 millimeter or bigger but at the same time you're going to do better off with a revolver i i mean if it was a bear you know and it depends i guess what kind if it was a little black bear you got a better shot than if it was a kodiak you know or a giant oh, yeah. brown bear or some stuff like, you know, here's a grizzly. Yeah, take that down with a thirty-eight. You know, it's like, mm, no. <laughs> you know, my father's the first one. Like, Bono will tell you, he's like, every major game has been taken down with a twenty-two. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to give you a twenty-two, and you see if you can hit that charging bear in the eye. And I'm going to have, like, a forty-four mag, okay? I'm going to borrow Scott's, you know. You know, Scott's big for slab sided forty four. And we're gonna see who lived through this bear attack, okay? You know? <laughs> I didn't say I was gonna do it. I'm just saying that like, he loves to make that he loves to say that you know, every major piece of game every major game animal has been brought down with a twenty two in North America. I'm like right. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, but somebody was far away and hiding in a tree. Yeah, no, exactly. With said, a scoped I mean, twenty-two, and you got, probably took four of them before they got them in the eye, and that's like, I'm like, I take the forty-four. Thank you. That's <laughs> uh, gonna be it. But I mean, uh, yeah. because when you're thinking about how much piss just ended up in your in your pants at the process of trying to aim at the same time, uh, yeah. God, you, and that's where you you want your forty-four rifle. You know, that's where you're, I want my lever action Marlin, you know, where it comes out of there a little faster and you get, you get some lever action going on and you pump three or four into there before, before you start actually, turning. The actually, run. there's where I'd rather have the 4570. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. 
uh, it's uh, there's a lot. You know, we're we're shooting at targets, and of course, my brother, dumbass that he is, um, goes in, and we had the little squirrel dink targets for the twenty twos, and the you know some other stuff. And my brother starts shoot, throwing forty fours at the little squirrel, and he just like deformed the little dude, and like shot it four feet back, and. You know, killed our, our Coke can stand and, you know, just like, boom, boom. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm shooting my gun. I'm like, well, <laughs> are there any elephants near here you need to kill or something? Like, could you, like, not kill our targets with that big hand cannon? But uh, they, they went through all their, their pistols, and then we got out the clay shooters. And down at the ranch now, because we're out there so much, the, the guy who owns the place has an electronic clay thrower for us. It's amazing. Oh, well, that's nice of him. Yeah, it was super freaking cool. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So we drug it out. We It was my first real chance to run a lot of rounds through the Browning. I got to say, I, I love that gun. <laughs> like That Silver Hunter is friggin' amazing. It well, really you know, is. You not liking the Browning is would be just as tragic as me not liking the Henry when it shows. Up. I know. I mean, it, it, it's just know, it would just be so it's, sad. It's it's one it's one thing if you buy as you said another eight seventy and go yeah just not yeah, yeah exactly you know but when you spend the money on a Browning or a Henry or something of that nature and go well fuck I don't like this how do you how do you not like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you like what is wrong with it that you don't like it you know uh, it was it was so good. God, it was good. It's smooth, and and I put what was supposed to be in it, which is the smooth shelled or smooth hull shells. Uh, so I ran Browning and then uh, double A's uh, through it, so they didn't have the ribs, and they they seemed to like all day. I shot probably I don't know three four hundred. Well, it was it was a case and a half. Um, and by case, I mean one of those metal ammo box. That's what I call a case. Uh, you can fit about yeah. one hundred seventy five rounds through it. Or in it of twelve gauge, so I shot two of those and then a little bit. So uh, that's one hundred and seventy five rounds a pop. So it's about three hundred seventy five rounds through that Browning. And I, like I'm out now. Like <laughs> I need to go and get some more shells. But I I shot the uh, the Browning clay rounds that have the smooth hulls on the shells and Winchester double A's that also have smooth shells and no ribs on them. Ran, the gun ran flawlessly. The only time I had it stick was on when I started using ribbed shells and it started like sticking on the load a little bit. Now you could you could punch them in there, but but it'd stick a little bit. So in the minute I switched back, flawless. So I I'm like, all right, smooth shell hulls from now on. It's no big deal. <laughs> I I mean it just it's uh, you know I put a uh, uh, Carlson they call it early season which is basically a light modified choke in it and just pounded and pounded and pounded clays. You know, at some point in life, you're going to have to teach me about chokes because I honestly don't know shit about them. <laughs> it's there's there's not a whole lot uh, to uh, teach, but uh, uh, and. And quite frankly, well, quite frankly, I know that the the little Henry comes with a full choke, and then the Black Aces comes with a full set of chokes. So, yeah, I have no clue what to do with those. Right. It's about pattern and distancing. 
That's that's really what chokes are uh, because you're throwing pellets instead of uh, one solid projectile. Well, is one of, is one of them going to stop me from throwing a slug? It depends on the gun, but generally speaking, no. And they'll be in, uh, and it'll tell you. Here's the thing for you: depending on what kind of barrel you have, you need to get the right kind of slug. So just remember, well, no, I mean th- that part I know is with regards to the difference between rifled and and. Um, yeah, rifled uh, barrel sabo. takes a sable slug. Yeah. A smooth bore takes a rifled slug. Right? Yeah, yeah. But everything I'm going to have is going to be smooth bore. So I do know it needs a rifled slug. I know I'm I'm not I'm I know that much. But it's just kind of like what I would use each choke for. I have no clue. <laughs> generally speaking, and this is just generally, uh, the the more it's choked, the tighter and further the pattern is going. Or well, th- they'll all go the same uh, distance. That's not true. The tighter your pattern is going to be at a greater distance, right? So a full choke, and they've got like extra full and super full and all that kind of stuff now. But a full choke generally will keep the pattern as tight as it can so that they're grouped tighter if you're shooting something further away. So if you're shooting duck or goose or something like that that's way out there, you want a tighter pattern so that the bird, like even if you're on target, the bird doesn't just fly right through the pellets, you know, because they're so spread out. So it, it groups them tighter. Uh, something all the way down to cylinder bore, which is just cutting the choke out of your shotgun, uh, is just sprays them out a little bit further, uh, closer in. And a lot of people go with a modified, which is right in the middle. So you get a good grouping, but it does spread out a little bit. A, uh, a, it it depends, and it also depends on what kind of ammunition you're shooting out of it. If you're shooting a a uh, rifled slug, and you have a full choke, uh, look to see if that gun will handle it. Uh, and and depending on what kind of choke system you have, I have very real. I've shot rifled slugs out of every kind of choke you could possibly have. It doesn't. I've I have seen no freaking difference. Uh, the gun hasn't jammed, it hasn't exploded or anything like that. You, you know, your, your, your speed out of there might be, you know, a little different, but you can, you can shoot a rifled slug out of a choke. It's not a big deal. Awesome. But, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just, just look at the type of ammunition you have, you have and, and what, what you're trying to do with it. And it'll tell you if you can, if you can shoot a, a slug, if it's a, you know, you can use it as a slug gun. I have very rarely seen shotguns that can't deal with a choke um it's or uh, slugs that can't deal with a choke uh they're made for that they know you're going to have some kind of choke in it uh so it's it's not a uh, always check but generally speaking you can you can shoot whatever out of it but uh again check your gun check your ammunition figure out what's best but uh no it's you not. mean i you mean i actually have to like read and learn and do things <laughs> Uh, man, I have I have been consistently reading and learning and doing things uh, for for the last couple of years. And by the way, you are rubbing off on me a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, I, uh, speaking of learning, I happened to uh, there was a guy down there at uh, where I was shooting, and he had the Rock Island nineteen eleven forty five. Oh, okay. And you know, I've been talking about getting a forty five on and off for a while, but I. God, the the a cult government issue is pretty damn expensive. I mean, they're they're not cheap. 
oh no, anything with the word cult on it is going to be expensive. Yeah, and and some of the clones, I, you know, I've heard problems here and there. Whether I believe them or not, I I don't know. But I've heard nothing but good things about Rock Island's 1911, and I shot one the exactly. other day, and man, that thing is freaking great. I mean, mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I went, uh, I may need to get a 1911. <laughs> you know, like, I may need one of these. I can't tell Jake, though. He'll just laugh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I hell, really hell, I got, I got one in the, uh, you're the one carving the uh, the grips for it. Yeah. In the, in the yeah. I mean, um, uh, of, of course, mine is the officer size because as we go down to, you know, T-Rex arms, T-Rex hands. You know, it's the little one, but at the same time, it's a forty-five. <laughs> it's a forty-five. Yeah, I, I think I want the big one, um, and I, I, I really liked it. I mean, there, it was, it was smooth. It was, it was. You can, I mean, it's, it's, it's a heavy gun. I mean, they, they are. I mean, well, and, and they're and, supposed and actually, to be. And, and actually, uh, a heavy, the heavy gun with the forty-five coming out of it is is makes it nice. Yeah, it's, um, it doesn't bark at you. Or bite at you nearly as much. Um, no, it's it's pretty smooth. Now, also, I found that you can do a lot of the combat master mods to it because, of course, it's mainly just a nineteen eleven. A nineteen eleven. So, and all the parts yeah. pretty much cross. I mean, there's some differences here and there, but you you can like replace the backstrap. You know, uh, uh, safety. You know, uh, you can change the hammer you can change the trigger or you know the trigger you can although the trigger on that is really good uh at least i found it to be the triggers on most 1911s are just because they are that solid just straight back versus the tipping yeah the rubber yeah 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 and this one's straight back and it, it man it's it's really good i mean i i i mean it it pinched my hand a little bit and that may have been just my grip you know, like I, I was new to holding a 1911. I didn't really do it probably great, but um, pinch my, you know, like the uh, right on the back of your hand where the the back stri- you know, the uh, the hammer guard comes right over there. Yeah, um, I and, pinched and a that usu- bit. And, and that usually is grip. Yeah, that's probably my fault. I'm not going to blame the gun for that. I was probably holding it incorrectly in some way. Uh, so I, 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 I still can't get over the people with the hand fully up underneath the trigger guard going, I don't think the grip's long enough. <laughs> I told that to a buddy of mine and he's like, no, that did not happen. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> he swears uh, it. It, 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 it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that, that rock Island. I, 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 if I'd have had the money at the time, I'd have, I'd have just gone and bought one. I, I, well, and of course, you know, it's a little hard to buy a 45 right now, uh, no matter, no matter who you are, but, uh, there's, there's a run on that kind of stuff, but uh, man, it was just as sweet as could be. I mean, it felt great. It, uh, I mean, it, it had the, the coating on it and all that kind of thing. And they make them in different kind of like, you could get a really tricked out one for still less than it would cost you to have a cult. Yeah. Because that's a cult. <laughs> It's very true. <laughs> Anything with that 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 cult logo on it, it's going to be pretty expensive. But 
I was just fascinated with it. I was, you know, just enamored a little bit. Like, wow, this is really well done. And, of course, that's to me that shouldn't be surprising because I have another Rock Island, and they do great work. I mean, they're inexpensive. Their shotgun, uh, all of their shotguns, I have not had a problem with any one of them ever. They have always just been wonderful to shoot, inexpensive ways to get stuff done. So this is no different, really. But we've talked about this a couple times before. The Over the past, especially the past year, uh, a lot of the, for lack of a better term, budget firearm manufacturers have actually really stepped up their game. Yeah. And, it, and it, 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 it's strange because you've got things that people said that they would never own and buy before that are now looking at them going, yeah, I actually. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, you're you're starting to hear more from, uh, you know, brands like Taurus, Rock Island Armory, uh, EAA, um, which is actually an importer, not actually a brand, but still, uh, you've got a lot of these guns coming in from Turkey and the Middle East and and Eastern Europe. Uh, you know, all of this stuff is actually starting to become pretty good. And the fun part about it is, is it means that places like Glock and Sig and, and all them are going to have to step up their their game if they want to keep charging what they charge for them. Yeah, I mean, because I'm I'm looking at at a quality. I mean, I was shocked because I I I came home. I, this was a couple of weeks ago. I came home and instantly started looking what the people I knew and respected said about the Rock Island. You know, the 1911. And the first one I cl- uh, the first one I found was was Paul Harrell, and I'm like, oh man, he's gonna ri- he's like a he loves his Colt 1911, he loves that thing, and he's he always has spoke very very highly of it. He's gonna rip this thing to shreds and tell me why it sucks. And uh, you know, he's very 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 informative. He is. Unfortunately, he's also boring. <laughs> Now, see, I don't find him boring, but he is a little on the dry side sometimes. You know? uh, that's probably a better. That actually is probably a better way of putting it. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I I watch him too, just for the sheer facts and information that you'll get from him. But it, it's just kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, oh, for okay, can can we like entertain it up just a little bit, just a little? <laughs> I'm on. It's not asking for much. Yeah, there's a lot of disclaimers on Paul's stuff. Um, now. We can just put a disclaimer. We ought to just put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. I am wrong. Whatever you hear me say, whatever (laughs) I said, whatever I imply, just go ahead and go with Sean is incorrect, you know, and now on with the show. I mean, we we could totally do it that way. Uh, uh, Can we add a whatever it is that Jake's talking about is his favorite thing under the sun this week? He may not even he may not even own the gun he just told you is the most wonderful on the face of the earth anymore. Yeah, Yeah, like I I am very much like a crow seeing something shiny. ooh, pretty, you know, and I'll I'll go and play with that. And then it's like the shine comes off of it. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't want that anymore. Um, So I am both fickle and wrong. So just go ahead and put that in there. But I, I watched his thing on the on the Rock Island, and thank, just thank Crom. He was just, you know, I put this through, and he, and he, and of course he matched it up against the Colt, you know, and he's like, you know, would it be my preference? No, I prefer the Colt. 
Is it damn good if you don't want to spend the money for a Colt? Yes. Yes, it is. It's a quality gun, and I like it. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, I might have to have one of those now. You know, uh, I just, I, I was shocked. He, Even he, who's a huge Colt fan. I don't know if you if you watch most of his stuff. Like, he loves the Colt 45. You know, he loves the 1911. And he's defended it many times. Considering the fact that I don't actually find him, I guess, entertaining, uh, usually what I'll do is look him up for something that I want to know specifically. Like, uh, like for example, one of the other uh, – in the complete opposite direction, one of the other uh, gun channels that you'll find on YouTube is a guy by the name of Such. I'm assuming you've seen him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Such, uh, every gun he's ever fired on there is the best thing on the face of the earth. <laughs> With that said – He's really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him, you know, say that that any firearm didn't live up to whatever standards that he said, uh, which is perfectly fine. If he he doesn't want to bash anything, he'll always find something positive to say about the firearms that he's testing. Yeah, he's like the the. And some of you guys will get this. He's like the beef of firearms. Like there is. Yes. He will always like beef. Our friend beef, and you've heard him on other casts. Um, if you haven't, look him up. He's great. He will find, like, if it's a movie, he will find something good about that movie, unless it's Soldier. He will find something good <laughs> about that movie. Like, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. This this is a man who looks on the sunny side of everything. And if it, it could be the worst thing in the world, he will find something good and pure to say about it. Uh, doesn't mean he liked it. It just means he always looks for the best in things. And I would, I would think Such kind of follows into that, that category. Um, yeah, but my point is, is that as much as I'll watch whatever it is that he's um, showing, he's, that's not the channel I would go to for definitive information as to whether or not a firearm is what I want or not. It's just going to be okay. That's pretty. That's how you break it down. It looked like it was fun. Awesome, but let's move on. It's much more, I'm not going to say marketing, but it's gun porn. Uh, uh, good word, good word for it. And now, and at the disclaimers before somebody who's a huge fan of either of these people, call, starts, we start getting our hate mail. Um, as the disclaimer, as Sean has already said, this is not to suggest that we are in any way, shape, or form more intelligent than these people. Oh, hell no. Doing this much longer than we have and are much smarter than we are. Oh, God, yeah. No, we we fall squarely into entertainment and storytelling. I mean, it's not like you, you don't go on consumer advice for me. Uh, you know, they're, they're, these people are who we go to. But I, I like if I'm going to go and, and like really check something out, I'll, I'll probably wind up at Paul Harrell or Hickok 45, you know, to be honest. Um, I, I find myself going there a lot. Just the other day, uh, Paul Harrell put out the uh, does barrel, does shotgun barrel length affect speed? You know, and I was like, yeah, how much does it affect speed? You know, and he did his chronograph tests and all that kind of thing. And, you know, Paul does about 1,500 uh, disclaimers because I'm sure he gets so many trolls for every little thing he does. We didn't even have an email address, so we can't get trolls. But, uh <laughs> You know, uh, well, the, the last one of his that I watched, actually, they started out with a disclaimer of, you know, uh, hey, I try to make these uh, tests realistic and people say I'm not being scientific enough. I try to make them scientific and people say I'm not being realistic enough. 
considering the fact that I can't seem to do anything that is not going to get me yelled at, I'm just going to do it the way I think I should. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do it my way, and you, know, you guys can just deal with that. And I kind of respect that, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's very difficult because every time you have a gun, and we've said this many times as well, the gun that's perfect for you is crap for the next guy. You know, the gun that you figure or that you think is, you know, may have its flaws, but they're very workable, the next person may find unacceptable. The one that, that everybody finds is the best thing in the world doesn't work for you. You know, it's it's that's why they make so many, and they're not just listed as gun. You know, there's, there's calibers and styles and grips and, you know, uh, all these things that make them better for, for a certain segment of the population and a certain uh, method of firing or, or activity and, and shooting activities and all that kind of stuff. There's all these guns that work for that, and there's a huge crossover in the Venn diagram for anything being used for anything else. So it's very difficult because everyone, everyone will have different results. Uh, I don't even bother. <laughs> Like, you know, my, my Bona is a huge ballistics table guy. Like he loves ballistic tables and he looks them up and he memorizes them and, and that's cool. And they're a good reference, but that's, to me, that's all they are is a reference because actual conditions, the gun, the ammunition type, the, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe they had a bad day at the factory and, you know, it's a little less, a little more, more inconsistent, less inconsistent. The tables are a good suggestion guideline but actual shooting is a very different animal indeed it's uh, i don't even bother with it it's like all right how about how fast is it yeah all right that's fine that's probably fine yeah <laughs> you'll notice that uh, certain ammunitions don't go with certain guns certain ammunition doesn't go well in in some guns but goes great in others and vice versa and it's it can be very frustrating because and anyone who tells you they're an expert is either lying or being paid to tell you they're an expert. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, uh, you know, I am an expert in this. It's like, mm, probably not. The, the people who are experts will never use that word. They will they will say things like, OK, well, I've been doing this for this long with these things. And this is what I have found. And those are the people you need to listen to, right? Like those are the people it's like, well, I don't know. I've won three or four dozen international shooting competitions uh, over the last 40 years. And this is what I found helps me. It's like, all right, that's wisdom. Let's listen to that. <laughs> let's, let's do some of that, you know. There is a, uh, a national clay shooting champion who uh, lives near us, and she is uh, amazing. And... And, of course, she comes out with a gun that's, I don't know, four, $5,000, you know, and it's her cheap one, right? That's not her competition gun. <clears throat> that's her junker. So she comes out to shoot clays with us, and I, re I look at it, and I realize it's 20-gauge. And I'm like, oh, man, she's doing it with, like, two-thirds the pellets I am, and she can do it, like, basically with her eyes closed. She's faster than I am. You know, she's doing trick shots, like, behind her back. She's doing, I mean, I'm like, oh, God damn it. You know, like, like this is embarrassing. So, but go get the knowledge. It's like, okay, how does this work? You know, and I figure, you know, and you know, my brother's out there, and he's like, oh, this is bullshit. She's doing it with a, you know, $4,000 gun. I'm like, Scott, don't, 
don't do the oh okay, here she goes so because because at some point she's going to look at you and go can I borrow that for a second she did yeah no she borrowed the the stupid ass Smith and Wesson one thousand she's like ah man nice gun I used to have one of these I'm like yeah that's yeah it's going to be embarrassing and of course she proceeded to do the exact same thing <laughs> with with that I mean it was even worse she was just she made an effort to be fast you know. And I'm like, oh, damn it. You know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. There's somebody better than you. Wildly better. At, at the very thing that you value and think you're great at, there is somebody who makes you look like an idiot. You know, probably several somebodies, no matter how good you are. And it was just, it was just humbling, you know. But for me, I don't have any pride, right? Not with firearms. Like, I, I don't care because I know I'm okay, I just like doing it. It's not that I'm good. It's not that I have to, to go out there and perform or, or anything like that. I just like watching clays explode after I pulled the trigger and realizing I did that. You know, That's my favorite. <laughs> so if I can do that, I'm happy. And I'll get off my soapbox here, but uh, there's a lot of information out there that is not only contradictory to itself, but other things people say and the the best advice I could ever give anyone wander out and, and start going doing these things is try it try it for yourself maybe don't do what I do and buy every gun you lay your hands on you know like tone that down a little bit because let me tell you it gets expensive especially when under your bed is now full but and your gun cabinet and your closets and you know I uh, I had to buy a, a box the other day for all my 22 ammo I was like hmm I think I have over 2,500 rounds now. I probably need to buy a box for all this and just, like, put it in that. Because you know? I was so excited that the girls were shooting 22s that I was like, I'll buy ammo, you know, I'll buy a box of 500, another box of 525, and, oh, these are good. I'll buy a couple hundred, uh, you know, a couple of boxes of hundreds of these. These are really great. And I don't know, you know what, let's just buy another box of 500. You, you never know. And uh, that, that's, <laughs> I, I may have a problem. Uh but it's no. <laughs> remember what we opened it up up with. Uh, Chris Rock is a crack addict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's fun. It is, and that's that's the thing I think a lot of people are missing. Right? You try and buy. You know, like the, a lot of people get hung up on this is the best. That's the best. This is the good. This will never jam. I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say that something won't jam. Every gun jams. Every gun has a problem. Every. I don't know how many times I've heard the the whole epitaph of, of this is the last holster you'll ever buy. You're going to put it next to the other 12 holsters that were the last holster you'll ever buy. It's not, okay? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, I, there, everything has problems. Everything has issues. There's no perfect weapon. Uh, the, the thing is that I think a lot of people forget is it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Uh, it's at least to me anyway, if you're, if you're not specifically training for defense shooting, which I know can be a chore and in, in trying to get better and trying to get good enough to do that. But if you're out shooting just because you want to shoot and you're not having fun, you're, something is wrong with your plan and your execution because it's fun as hell. And I think a lot of people like we're missing that. Uh, like nobody goes over that now. Uh, there, it's all about 
what the gun will do and if it's better than this one or something like that and less about like man i blew the shit out of that clay did you see that it's powder but you get a lot of people who are actually trying to narrow something down to the most unlikeliest impossible circumstance in the face of the earth you know you've got somebody who'll tell you oh if you got that it's it's you know in this circumstance you're not going to be great well you know what there's nothing that's going to satisfy every stinking circumstance no it doesn't exist and neither will you by the way you're going to be crappy well, in some yeah. circumstances too <laughs> you know uh I, I and you're right though i mean it's the 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 what if trolls uh get out there and and there's and I'll admit, I have been guilty of doing that to myself. I think we all have a little bit, you know, and and you got to look at, at what's likely and what's not. And, and sometimes those unlikely things happen. Yep, that's absolutely true. And everybody likes to point to those and go, oh, well, see, it happened to these people. And that becomes a standard, you know. Uh, more than often, or more often than not, at least I have found the most likely scenario is probably the one you're going to be facing. I go out in the middle of Texas brush country. I know there are hogs and snakes there. I have encountered hogs and snakes on multiple occasions and had to shoot them. This is my most likely scenario, and it happened because I put myself in that situation, right? I know that that can and does happen where I go to shoot, and I prepare for it. And I'm getting better at preparing for it. If it's a snake, I got shotguns. If it's a a boar, I have big caliber pistols and uh, lever action rifles available to take care of that situation. It has happened. I have dealt with it, and and that's what goes down. That's probably never going to happen to you where you live. You know, um, snakes are at least remotely possible, though <laughs> unlikely. Boar? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's not a lot of the, boar the, the, where you the, are. The only, the only place I'm going to find boar around here is in the butcher shop. <laughs> right. And they are extremely non-aggressive <laughs> by the time they get to the butcher shop. They are more on the tasty yes. end of things. Uh, so to me, it's it's like prepare. But at the same time, you have more cause than I do with the place that you live and the places that you go to concealed carry. Yes. And that is a situation that you prepare at length for and train for. And well, I, it, it, no, I mean, be, be, to be honest with you, we had a, you know, uh, they tried to call it a mass shooting, but only two people got shot. Um, there was a random shooting like three miles from my house. It was basically somebody took out two people at a military funeral. Uh, nobody has been able to figure out why, but uh, he spent a good bit of time running around the woods a couple miles from my house before the police got him. Yeah, that, that, that bothers me. <laughs> right. Right. You prepare for what's going on. Now, my father was in a war, an active war, a shooting war. He had guns, you know, and he was issued one and he had to go into a jungle with it and he had to carry it. And he has he's had to shoot it. Um, I'm never going to ask him if he had to shoot anybody because I don't honestly want to know. Um, and he doesn't like to talk about it. But my father is an intensely nonviolent person. 
he does not like violence. It's not that he's a pacifist. He understands that some things need to be protected, like his family, like his wife, his children, that kind of thing, other humans. But he's intensely nonviolent. Now, he has no problem shooting the shit out of Coke bottles and and Dr. Pepper cans and little cut-out tin or metal pictures of squirrels and, you know, stuff like that, like and body targets and everything like that. We have zero problem with, with that, right? That's all target shooting. But he's an intensely nonviolent person. He doesn't like it. And he's also close to 70 years old. So when there, we're out at the ranch, if we see something and there is time for me to do it, I realize that he doesn't want to kill anything. It's not in his nature. I have become very familiar with the fact that I don't care if I kill anything. If it is threatening, <laughs> if it is threatening my family, it's going to have to die. Now that's not, doesn't make me a badass. I'm not any of that. It's, it's, I just know that it doesn't bother me. I sleep fine knowing I killed a living thing. It doesn't matter to me because it was threatening my family. Um, we've had a boar sneak up on us. Uh, I have had to harvest an animal because of that. Snakes, as far as I'm concerned, the only snake in the wild that is a good snake is a dead snake. I don't do, I hate, and they have water moccasins all over the ranch, and I freaking shoot them every time. I don't care if they're coming near me, not coming near me, swimming away, coming close, whatever it is, I will kill it. <laughs> nope. I don't, do, Shawnee don't do snakes, okay? Nope. <laughs> I had a bad experience. Yeah, I didn't even have a bad experience. I didn't have a bad experience. Yeah, I didn't even have that. It was just like, no, I don't do snakes. Now, he will defend himself if he needs to, but he doesn't actually want to hurt anything. He really doesn't like violence or or killing things. He's intensely nonviolent. And for whatever genetic or or reason it does not bother me in the slightest now i don't hunt because i'm lazy that's that's work you know i want to go blow stuff up great i'll blow clays up those great they pop and explode and pieces of them shatter all over and that's super great i love seeing that uh hunting is a responsibility that's a lot of work so i don't do that all that to say you have to understand what you're capable of and what situation you're probably going to be in Train and and as best you can train and equip yourself to deal with those situations. There is no reason like when I'm carrying in my most dangerous area, quote unquote, I'm open carrying a 44 lever action and a 45 on my hip and a shotgun in the truck or whatever. I have many different weapon systems available depending on what we have. Now, if it's a snake, you go get the snake gun. Uh, if it's a boar, there is always there's a 45 on my hip if he surprises us and he's close. And always sitting there in the truck is a 44 lever action. This is this is where I am, and that's what I have to be cognizant and aware of. This is not something you will ever have to consider unless you come down here. <laughs> you know? Well, hey, last time I tried, we ended up having a plague. Yeah, exactly. It didn't it didn't work out well. <laughs> But uh, next I'm still, time, I'm still pissed about that. Oh, I am too, man. I had, I had all kinds of crap planned, man. We were, we were going to live it up. I mean, we were probably going to be shooting half the time we were out here and doing some other cool stuff. The, the other half and, uh, man, I, I had so many, so many shotguns and shells and, and just pistol rounds and rifle rounds. We were going to be so sore. <laughs> Like shoulders, hands, wrists, we were going to be so freaking sore by the time we were done. Um, now, now, 
next time you take the girls, though, just so that they can have a little bit of extra fun, what you need to do is go to uh, Walmart or wherever you uh, get stuff and buy the store brand, you know, cola cans and let them shoot them while they're still full. Oh, man. Yeah. And watch them. Yeah. When they, when they put a little 22 and find that it takes uh, the carbonated and just shoots it everywhere, oh, they're going to love it. Oh, God, yes. You know, get the, yeah, get the, the store brand cola bottles and just, oh, they just watch them spew everywhere. Oh, they'd love it. They'd love it. They'd absolutely love it. Um, cans and bottles. See, and if I thought they were going to be into it, I'd have brought them the first time. But I had no idea I had shooters. I just thought it was going to be a fun little time for them. And they can go, ha ha, I shot a rifle. Nope. Nope, they were uh, <laughs> they were seriously into it. And I mean, I coming from the genetic stock that they are and the family that they live in, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. Uh, I was very surprised. Uh, you know, I, my father started calling uh, Kayla Deadeye because she was just, I mean, killing it, killing it. A twenty two bolt action. Springfield Model 15. Guns over 60 years old. We know that for a fact. It's been in our family for a long time. It was my grandfather's and it was my father's. I learned to shoot with it. And then my daughter is is killing it with that thing. That gun is over 60 years old. It's been in our family for over 60 years. And just as good as the day it was new. I mean, it, to me... That's an amazing story for, for a firearm. Not only a surprise, but it was amazing that we, you know, we refinished it and, and re, because it had seen some action. My father carried it on the bluffs in Illinois. And, I mean, he'd beat trees with it. He'd smack things with it. He'd not taken care of it in, in his youth and, and stuff like that. It had a little rust on it. It was pretty well taken care of, though. But we refinished it anyway and, and made it, shined it up like new for, for Kayla. And, man, a 10-year-old takes a 60-, 70-year-old gun and just starts waylaying stuff with twenty two long rifle. To me, that was amazing. You know, it was a family gun. Here's my daughter shooting my father's gun uh, and just blowing stuff away. You know, like Dr. Pepper cans were, were in short supply after she started pushing them through with Swiss cheese. You know, and just, Dad, I yeah. need another box. You know, I think I'm going to be waiting for my nephews for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your, your kiddo isn't really into the whole thing, is she? No. <laughs> You're just like, no. 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 I, you know, most of them think I'm nuts anyway, so. They're, yes. not, they're not exactly wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, Walter. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, and I, I wasn't big on this when I was a kid either. I mean, I, mostly because I, I, I didn't do very well compared to my brother and my father. Um also, just because maybe I didn't have the patience for it or, you know, I, and it was a lot of a lot of responsibility and, and all my friends talked about hunting and I had zero interest in that. All my other friends went into the military and came back a part of the black rifle, you know, cult uh, type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what I'm talking about. The Absolutely. And, and, and look, I know a lot of military guys my father's one uh you like what you're exposed to and, and the military has some of the best 
I mean, the, especially the U.S. military has some of the best small arms on the planet. You know, I mean, some of the best in the world are are there, and they have access to them, and they come back with with that and want to replicate that experience. Totally get it, right? I totally understand that they they fall in love with those weapons because they used them; they had to. Um, it was required, and they learned to shoot them professionally because that's what a soldier is. It's professional. It's it's professional. You're trained by the government to to do that. Totally get it. Maybe it's because I don't have that experience, but I just never really was that into it with the whole black rifle thing. I like them aesthetic. And to me, I like them aesthetically more pleasing. And I just never found the the black rifles, you know, I'm using that as a generic term. I'm not pointing at anybody. I'm not coming for anybody. I'm just pointing to that uh, as as something that I, I really got into. Now, that said, there's some really cool military weapons out there. Like, I love a Mini-14. I really do. I love the the look of a, of an M2, you know, a Modus. I just It just looks like every Rambo movie I've ever seen. What are your thoughts on the H&K G11? H&K G11. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, uh, it's, oh, now see, that looks so freaking cool. Well, they're no longer in production, if you if you don't know where they are. They're basically a Cold War era, East, excuse me, West German uh, H&K. They came up with an idea of um, doing a caseless uh, bullet with um, – uh, basically everything there is is propellant and charge, so you you cut down on weight. But it came up with basically the most space X looking gun on the face of the earth. And Elon Musk has stated that he is going to start uh, manufacturing them. See, I think that looks cool. That looks amazing. See, that doesn't. Well, his intent his his intention is to supply space force with them. Oh man! And his own, cool and, and and his own SpaceX Marines as well. I think it's the coolest thing. I mean, that's looking. I I love the way that looks, and I love the 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 way like um, oh god, what is it the the P ninety looks? Uh, just that bullpup thing where it's it it looks like the future, you know. Uh, to me, that's, I mean, you can see the rounds that are in this clear thing. It's got these, you know, bulbous things where your hand fits and all the action is behind where you're holding it. So it's, it's balanced differently. It's got a, a barrel, but it doesn't look like it does. I mean, it, to me, that's cool. I love the way those look. Do I want to own one? Absolutely not. I have no use for that <laughs> whatsoever. You know, does it look cool? Hell yeah, it looks cool. Uh, you know, if I was, if I was, if you were going to push me to, to invest in, uh, something that was available to civilians that the military might use, I would probably at this point go one of two ways, either the, the new SIG service weapon. Oh, the, the M17 or the M18 or the, or the submachine gun, the new pistol that they, they beat okay, Glock that, out with. There, 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 there's two of them. There's the M17, which is the. Uh, soldier service weapon, and they got the M18, which was the one picked up by the Navy, the Marines, uh, which is the same thing. It's just got a slightly shorter barrel. Yeah, uh, either one. But, the, basi- but basically, it's just a featured-out P320. Right, and it's it's kind of neat, and it's a little bit... Fe- but I could see a reason for, for me investing in something like that, because it's, it's really cool. 
it's it's kind of sw- hot swappable with a lot of it and, and everything, and they can do a lot of that with it. And I think that's that's pretty damn cool. Uh, the other thing is like long distance rifles, not the fifty, <laughs> not the fifty, <laughs> but. But long distance, like sniping type rifles, I could see why that would be cool to come back in because it's it's neat, you know, it's kind of cool. And I've had my first success with it. Granted, twenty two hundred yards, okay, nothing, no distance at all. But th- for me, that's a long way. Uh, again, adequate. I could see those, but for me, just getting a in some of the semi-automatic, you know, like an AR. Right, they 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 come back and they start building an AR, and which is cool. I I totally get it. I I love that that you could build. It's sort of like starting a project car. You know, like okay, here's the block, here's the frame. You know, I'm gonna put some body on it. Here's some suspension and stuff. And they just build it the way they wanted it in the military. Totally get it. Really cool idea. I have no use for that whatsoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's not my thing. I can see the appeal of it. I really can. Well, what I what I got from Palmetto State was I just basically picked the whole upper assembly that I they, they'll basically sell it to you however you want. You can buy a complete rifle, you can buy upper assemblies, you can buy lower assemblies, or you can buy whatever part of it you want of it completely stripped and built. I just picked out the upper assembly and the lower assembly that I wanted. See, that's because, yeah, that's because, cool. Because I because I just wanted a a, a little AR pistol. <laughs> Once again, as many times as you heard me complain about it, T-Rex arms. <laughs> you, you you think I'm joking because I stand there and I look like an average normal human being. One of these days when we get to go shoot with each other, you're going to see me reaching for something going, God, dude, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal, man? You do have short arms. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, to me, it's it's a... <laughs> Because I deal with with my issues as well. I'm pretty recoil adverse, and I know that sounds weird because I'm a shotgun, you know, nut. Uh, I I don't really think there's a better word for that. Um, I'm addicted to them. I realize that. I know it's a problem. I can't help it. It's a sickness. But, you know, don't you shoot 12 gauges now? Yes, I do. And uh, it's... And I'm still recoil adverse. I I don't like like a lot of people like you know throw those those big heavy loads out of those guns and and shoot like uh, it's why I normally like my over and under is a twenty gauge, way less recoil. You know my father's got a beautiful triple five that he shoots. It's an over and under. Uh, I think it's a, a Savage or a Stevens triple five. Uh, you know what? I, I probably ought to look that up before I get a freaking Twitter uh, thing over, <laughs> over and under. Let's see who makes that. I swear it's a yeah. It's it, well, it's a Savage Stevens. That's why I couldn't freaking figure it out. But uh, I'm gonna call it a Stevens because that's I think that's the first word on it. But it's a it's a triple five. It's a beautiful over and under twelve gauge, very lightweight, kicks your shoulder like a mule in heat. Just. You know, every time you let one of them go. And if you pull the trigger too slow, it'll fire both of them at the same time, uh, which will bruise you. Uh, even through a vest and a pad, ask me how I know. It's <laughs> It kicks like a mule, you know. Uh, so my favorite over and under is a 20-gauge bicycle, which is a Russian gun with a huge-ass pad on, <laughs> on the back of it. And it's very smooth, and it's nice. 
uh, I don't do a lot of recoil. It's it's one of those things where you know a lot of people have these big over overpowered guns or overpowered loads with them and everything. I just I can't get there. You know, I shoot clays, and if I'm going to shoot 400 or 200 or 400 rounds in a day, you shoot those big powerful rounds, and you're going to wind up crippled driving home. You know. Uh, so it's, it's something that I'm very sensitive to, especially in a handgun, uh, which is why I don't understand why my brother shoots these big ass hand cannons. He, he loves them. He shoots them all the time. He thinks they're great and, and they are, they're great pistol, but it's too much recoil for me. Look at what I shoot. I shoot a 380. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's, it's not. I don't, I don't want a big recoil. I'm, I'm pretty recoil averse. I'm sensitive to it. So everybody's got their thing, you know, whether it's small hands, big hand, long arms, you know, I got a friend of mine, he's six, four, he's got these big, lanky, you know, lanky arms and everything. He's like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm shooting my little kid's gun or something like that. Every time I wrap into one of these, I need to link the pole. It's like 15 inches long. I'm like, holy crap. You know, I don't know if I could shoulder that, but that's what he takes. And it's, it's, kind of hard for him because he's got to put extension plates in every shotgun he owns or every rifle because uh, he's got these big long as he calls them monkey arms that he he has to fit to a stock uh, so it, uh, and I've and once again I've had to do the same thing in the opposite direction <laughs> right my wife does the same thing she's got a 12 inch length of pull on a shotgun I mean do you know how long I mean I was cutting down this that stupid Springfield that she's got over and over and over and over again <laughs> like are you sure are you sure it didn't feel right uh, we're like 12 and a half now nope, needs to come down I'm like okay you know and, and just and even going back to why I've decided I like the lever actions is because I you know I can shoulder it but I'm not reaching the actual pump <laughs> with a 14 inch length of pole. <laughs> Right. The lever, the, the lever is thankfully right there. Right. It's right handy. Handy. Look at that. Right by the trigger. I can reach that. So, I mean, I get it. You know, there's, it takes something a little bit different for everybody. And I can't wait to, to see some of the stuff. You got to tell me, though. You got to tell me if that Black Aces doesn't work out for you, <laughs> you just send it to me. Well, I'll figure it out. Don't you worry. I We'll take care. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a. It'll get a nice home. Don't you worry about nothing. <laughs> but uh, now that we've been talking at you for a little while here, uh, let's see. I think I've covered all the points I wanted to make. Not a professional. Love the guns I'm shooting at the moment. Can't wait to get more. And uh, just uh, pre-covering the hoping you hate it, Black Aces. Uh, shotgun. Yeah, I think that covers all. All my points. How about you, sir? I'm fickle, changing guns around too many times, uh, goofy people at the store, my own insanities. Uh, yeah. I think that about covers it. Yeah, I think we've uh, had a nicely rounded out time. Uh, we hope you guys, uh, look, stay safe. Uh, this lockdown's got to end at some point, and uh, hopefully we can all get together and shoot at that point. Maybe, you know what, we should, like, sometime after this whole thing ends, we should put together a clay shoot down by me. I'm in the middle of the country. Everybody can come this way. And because uh, our, our our listeners are appear, apparently in Oregon, New York, Texas, Montana, and 
of all places, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm just looking at the demographics, guys. <laughs> looking at what's going on. Uh, but uh, we should we should organize like a clay shoot or something like that and just have everybody well, come not, down. If nothing else, you need to drag beef down. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, hell, there's only like 50 of you. So if like uh, 10% of you came, it's like a couple people. <laughs> Uh, actually, it's probably a little more than that. This is probably a hundred people listening now. But uh, even if ten if ten percent of you came, that's like ten people. Uh, I mean, we should <laughs> we should do like a little clay tournament or something. You know, first prize gets like the stormtrooper gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you'll never hit again. Uh, just to, like carve something cool up or, or give them that one, or you know, have a couple of guns as prizes. Uh, here's something from the forties. It's third place. Something from the <laughs> second place. Something from the sixties. You know, first place, a modern gun from the nineteen seventies. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll call it the tournament of junk. Uh, <laughs> I love that that people are of the same mind as we are. They have the same problem, the same sickness. They love guns. They they buy too many. They buy crap they think they're gonna love, and they they go, "Ooh, I hate this." Uh, it it always makes me makes me feel like less of an idiot. <laughs> you know? Like, okay, good, that happened to somebody else too. Thank God. But uh, you guys stay healthy, stay safe, buy some guns, and tell us about them. All right? You all have a good. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.